Hey team, welcome back to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing. In the studio today, we've got Chaplain Jim. Hi. And Chaplain David. Hello. And I'm Dr. Reed. And today, we're going to be talking about all things spiritual resilience. And we're going to be talking about a couple of different concepts. Uh, Chaplain David is going to give us an introduction, kind of tell us about his sordid career in the Army before coming to the Air Force. And then Jim is going to... Uh, Talk about the spiritual board of directors, a concept that was just introduced to me today. But I thought it worthwhile, being that this is the first time that we're lucky enough to have Chaplain David with us for a podcast, that you would do a little bit of an introduction for us. And I'll set you up. Okay. Because yesterday, you and I were having a really interesting conversation out, uh, out in the parking lot after work. And you were telling me about your uh, very uh, interesting career back in Army counterintelligence. Talk to us about that and how you made the transition to being a chaplain in the Air Force. Wow. Yes, uh, back in 1990 was the year I went into the United States Army and I went in counterintelligence. And so I did that for four years active and then five years reserve. And during that time, as you and I were speaking earlier, it, it was very interesting because we did a lot of different things dealing with different disciplines of counterintelligence. And so uh, later on, I got another calling to go back in after 13 years of being out of the wow. Army. Yeah. Okay, so you spend some time with the Army doing counterintelligence, and then you get out for 13 years, and then you receive this other calling. And I, I, we were kind of talking in the parking lot about some of the lessons that you took with you from those uh, days in the Army and how they've kind of, you've brought them over with you into the Air Force and some of, the, some of that learning. You wanna expound on that a little bit? Sure, we can do that. So for me, when I got out of the military in 1999, I thought that was it. I seemed to constantly have this affinity towards working with folks that were in the military though. And so in 2012, I started speaking to different folks about military and possibly going back in. And I just thought, no, there's no way, I'm too old. 41 years old or 40 at that point. Been there, done that. Yes, been there, done that. I don't want to get that t-shirt. <laughs> so I went back and talked with one of the chaplain recruiters at the seminary that I was going to. And he shared with me a little bit about what to expect and if I could even go back in. And he said, yeah, you can go back in. And so I had a, a struggle with the idea of me going back in there. I've got a bunch of younger folks in the prime of their physical lives. And here I am, 41 years old going through uh, commission officer training with these younger folks. Wow, what was that experience like? That had to be uh, interesting? Hey, interesting, I think, is a fantastic word. Yeah, well, what did you learn, like, so for someone who'd been in and then got out, and now you're coming back in, eyes wide open, and uh, this is not your first rodeo, so to speak, what kind of lessons did you take with you, and what were you able to maybe mentor some of the, these younger airmen Right. No, I, that's, that's great. It's one of the things that we talked about is, so I had already been in the Army's basic training. So in my mind, wow, I'm going to, who wants to go through basic training twice? <laughs> so I had to talk myself into doing that. But as I did, as you just mentioned, there's some things I learned from the basic training. So as I was going through the commission officer training, day one, when those guys came down and started to yell and slam doors and all kinds of good stuff, there were folks in the room that began crying, and I was kind of shaking my head going, wow, it's different from the Army, that's for sure. But because I had gone through 
the training with the Army, it helped me to go, okay, I know what's going on here. This is a process of building you up, tearing you down, then building you up. So there you were. There I was, just uh, surrounded by folks that were having some struggles. Mm -hmm. And so it was helpful, my previous experience. And this is one of the things I've noticed is oftentimes when we go through the difficult struggles, uh, we tend to just, we don't want to be in it. So we do everything we can to get out of it as soon as possible in any way possible. But the training that I went through with basic training at the, uh, with the Army, it allowed me to look back and go, okay, so this is an opportunity for me to use what I learned previously to help others that are going through this difficult time. Because I remember when I was an 18-year-old uh, wide-eyed guy going into basic training at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, oh, I could have used someone to come alongside and say, hey, this is just, uh, this is just part of the game. Mm -hmm. Go with it. So able to reflect back on your experience and, and, and you did have quite a bit of experience at that time and you knew kind of when, what your set points were for getting ruffled um, and kind of what things you could endure. But uh, you, you had some pretty helpful early experiences and you could kind of be that cool cucumber and provide some mentoring and some coaching for folks who are going through that. Provide them with a little bit of perspective. Right. This does end in five weeks. Um, chances are you won't be marching uh, at your next, you know, through the hospital at your next assignment. <laughs> I think what's neat too is uh, I've always heard life is best uh, lived in reverse. When we look back, things make sense that don't necessarily make sense when you're encountering them initially. That could be a difficulty, a challenge, an obstacle you're going through. But afterwards, you look back and say, oh, this is how that event was pivotal in my life. Maybe that directed you in one place or another. But what's great about this experience, and I think for those listening, is it's even better if you're in a challenging experience and it is difficult, but you realize there is a point to this. This is not arbitrary. Even if it's diagnosis, a challenge, a work obstacle, you can say there is a point to this to develop me into the person I'm supposed to become. I can use this to get very negative and get upset, or I can recognize that this has some building effect in me. And I could see that in you. It was. It was very helpful, the experience that I went through. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but the <laughs> fact that I went through it, I was able to draw from it, and not only to help myself, but be able to help others to, like, as you had mentioned, uh, to be able to go through and say, okay, let me get the proper perspective. I'm not going to go back and, and get up and do push-ups when I do something wrong or whatever the case may be. We're glad to have you on the team, by the way. We're glad to have you here with us. Well, and, thank uh, you. This great opportunity to get you around the table with us talking about spiritual resilience. And, and speaking of spiritual resilience, what kind of spiritual resilience principles did you learn from that, your experience in the chaplaincy that you bring to day to day? Gosh, a lot of different pieces. And, and number one, what we talked about just a second ago is, is knowing yourself and learning from your experiences. So learning from those experiences and what I could and couldn't handle, I can get beyond what I think I can get beyond. And uh, number two was also always looking for an opportunity to, to help others. That takes the focus off of your own issue and helps others. I have got a purpose, I got a plan. It's not just about me, let me help someone else. And be an encouragement and live into those principles because when you're acting those out, when you're demonstrating that, it, it becomes reality. That's awesome. That was great perspective because I think about, yeah. you know, I went through commissioned officer training um, a little bit later in life, I think it was 35 years old or something like that when I went through. And um, you can see that in those training environments, there is a real opportunity to really get stuck in your head about a lot of things, you know, thinking mostly about 
you know, the fact that you're hungry or, you know, what's coming next in my day or, and it, and it can be difficult to dislodge from that, to get outside yourself and to have the wherewithal cognitively, spiritually, emotionally to consider anyone else and what their needs were, what they might need at that time. Um, so yeah, That's big great. challenge. So we want to give you one other spiritual resilience tool for those listening today as well. And this is something for those of you who may not have a faith background. And of course, we have two folks here who represent people of faith. And um, Dr. Reed here, which I can share, uh, he doesn't pr currently practice a faith of any kind. He'd consider himself an atheist at this point. And what's interesting is we all work on the same team. There's no issue here. But these skills that we want to give you will apply to you regardless of what whether you're a person of faith or if you're a person who maybe doesn't have a faith or, or a, a statement of belief right now. Okay, so this is the concept, a spiritual board of directors. Now, if you can imagine a board of directors, those are the people who contribute to a company and they give you ideas to the CEO, the president of how to move forward. If you can uh, th maybe want to think of this in mythology, you could think of the uh, round table for our King Arthur and the round table or even in the cabinet for the president. These are advisors to that key person. So for you, you can also have a spiritual board of directors, which are people who may have existed, currently exist, or might have been mythological folks. So for instance, um, you may have uh, you know, a, a president like George Washington, Lincoln. You may have Tesla, uh, Franklin. You may have um, someone like Kanye West. I don't know, whoever it is on yours. <laughs> wow. You could have someone Britney on, Spears. Britney Spears. You could have anyone on this. It doesn't matter, and it's limited only to your imagination. But what you want to do is assemble this board of directors intentionally in your mind, learn about them, learn how they either made or make decisions. You can read biography or news. So maybe some of those people might get edited out. But as you read about it, you'd say, as I approach this challenge, this obstacle, how would they do it? Before we started recording, we we're actually talking about the Revolutionary Army. So let's say George Washington was on yours. And you're thinking, wow, it's really bad in my work environment right now. Many of our facilities all across the world are having big challenges as we're um, growing and building, et cetera. So you could say, this is really terrible. This is the worst thing ever. And then you could reflect on the Revolutionary Army here in the United States and the winters they went through with frostbitten arms and legs and think, hmm, is this really that bad? Or could I push through? Like, how could I push myself through? Now, I'm not saying, okay, well, you should just put on a smiley face. Some of these conditions can be difficult. They can be challenging. I get it. But in other words, saying compare it and think how would they deal with this similar situation and push through. And uh, I don't know if you guys resonated with this. If you thought what would be a good example of someone you could put on your board of directors? Have yeah, you thought? I was captivated by this concept. I, hearing it from you is the first time I had heard that, but I really like it. And I think informally I have my like A team assembled in my mind, but I, I definitely need to go back and get more intentional about this and uh, you know, write this down on a piece of paper. So um, critical thinkers, philosophers, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson comes to mind. That's just because I like astronomy um, in addition to the kind of the way that he thinks about things. Um, but yeah, so I really got to go back and do this. And, and your point is, Jim, that, that this, is, this will help us with our spiritual resiliency. Because I'm, I'm thinking about we're coming towards the summer, right? And you're talking about some of our facilities are lacking in air conditioning right now. We can joke about that or we can minimize that. But okay, if I'm so affected by uh, the heat and that I, that I get so stuck inside my head, like we were, you were talking about Chaplain David, right. um, that I don't have the wherewithal to reach out and sort of, if I can't get beyond my momentary discomfort, 
you know, what use of I, am I, and, and am I potentially a detriment to the workplace? Am I making things worse? You know, it's already hot. We all got to kind of deal with that. But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Like, uh, and I'm just thinking back two summers ago, we didn't have air conditioning in our building. Yeah. And I remember coming in and it was just so unbelievably hot. And I was laughing because it was so bad. Because I had the choice in my mind, I can either make light of this and make a couple maybe jokes about certain places in the afterlife, or I could just, you know, get really grumpy. And I just said, I'm just going to bring joy to the situation. So that's some a way I do it. Uh, but anybody you put on this board of directors can be a great way to have your values show up. Because sometimes it's not as practical to say, well, my value is family, my value is leadership. Yeah. But if you can think of a person who epitomizes that, maybe it could be a mom, a dad, sister, brother, uh, and it can be anything or anyone, that really helps. I think that uh, definitely someone that I would have on my spiritual board of directors would have to be Mr. Rogers, Fred oh, Rogers. Yes. Um, I don't know if you're a fan, but he's a, a guy that I grew up watching. Um, and I'm not endorsing the show, <laughs> but, uh, but it's a great show. And as a psychologist now, he's obviously a guy who's very in tune with people's feelings and he was a pretty value-based guy. Um, I really liked the way that he approached people and just sort of his business was, um, uh, was people essentially and, and helping them through a variety of situations, whether it was children dealing with the loss of a dog you know, a, a family pet or something like that, or going to go get your first haircut. Um, he would talk people through kind of some of the emotions around that stuff. And it was, it was great for kids, but I come back to his stuff now as an adult, and I see that um, there's really powerful leadership principles um, that, that we can pull from Mr. Rogers. Maybe the substance of a, of a future of five minutes to thrive. Uh, and there, just I want to give an example of some folks on a board of directors for mine too. Uh, so one of which is Georges Patton. It's actually the reason I'm a chaplain was reading his biography at the age of 12. And so I've read multiple biographies of him, everything he's written, and how he would deal with situations. So I would consult him. Another one would be Alexander the Great, one of the most interesting folks you'll ever read about. And when he would conquer an area, he was less interested in conquering and owning the area, but to try to make those people the best they could be. So this 30-year-old is inspiring these war-torn areas to follow him and loved him so greatly because he would conquer them but show them how they could be better and have them follow him. It's quite an inspiring situation. And the third one, which is probably the one I get the most uh, feedback about, is Kanye West. And here's why. When I walk into an area and I walk into a room, it may be the last time I get to walk into a work center because I have 15 locations worldwide. I don't know how often I'll get back to a, one of our squadrons or de uh, detachments. So what happens when I walk in, if Kanye West walked in the room, would everybody know he was in the room? Yes. yes, there's no question. However you think about him, he shows up and shows up big. So for me, I think if he was walking in the room right now and he had one chance to influence this person who is suffering quietly, they don't want to say anything, Will he? would he make an impact? Yeah, he'd make an impact. Love him or hate him, he'll make an impact. So for me, I walked in and I will use that to my, so when I go visit, going down to one of our units on Thursday this week, I will show up like that and show up big and smiley and bring the joy as powerfully as possible because I know that might be my last chance with an airman. You never know. And so I'm gonna show as big as I can. They can make fun of me and be and I'll, however they want, but the bottom line is if I can influence them positively, I absolutely will. Awesome. I have a question because I'm very intrigued by this, this whole idea. Uh, could you put on that board future self, knowing the values that you have where you want to be later on? Like it. You very well could. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not limited to anyone or anything. And I don't believe spirituality necessarily is either. So for us, 
whoever works. It could be your future self. It could be King Arthur. It could be a fictional character as well. Um, throw that person on there and just see how that impacts you. And now, I'm not saying walking around and having conversations with King Arthur. If you do, maybe you need to come see your art team. But think how would they make this decision based on what you know. And personally, I believe it inspires you to go read history, biography, all those things, which are nothing but good in most cases. So I just ask you to consider this, see if it works for you. And if it does, you definitely send us an email and I'd love to hear who's in your board of directors. We want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing. I'm Dr. Reed in the studio here with Chaplain, Chaplain Jim and Chaplain David. And we just want to thank you guys for what you do. Feel free to reach out to us on the global anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Take care.